0: Welcome to Breakthrough with Marty. I'm your host, Marty Garlick. I'm a physical therapist, life coach, entrepreneur, and yogini. Breakthrough with Marty is a weekly conversation of personal journeys and health and personal transformations. We all have life traumas. Hopefully, we don't get stuck there and identify with these traumas. Showing how we progress through traumas leading to a victory, we are sharing real life breakthroughs remember those obstacles put in your past are actually gems it is up to us to shape and polish these gems so we may shine brilliantly through others transformations we realize that our own is possible so welcome to my podcast thank you Miss Nancy and I know each other via the Tony Robbins world uh, we I think we actually connected at date with destiny 2017 or via Facebook around the date with destiny and then met in person at leadership Academy. Yes. And then have been crossing paths (laughs) ever since. And Nancy started a mastermind after leadership Academy and participated in that ever since. Yep. So, (laughs) so you understand the world I'm coming from as far as like breakthroughs and things that either may change your course or change the way you live or change your health or, or something. So have you had any breakthroughs?
1: Oh, absolutely many. And you know, my most recent one actually uh, revolved around my professional life in my full-time job. And if you want whatever you'd like for me to share from that, I'm happy to share. Share away. Okay. Awesome. So Marty, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Please continue to follow Marty and listen. Um, I have been blessed to be on this path with Marty for over three and a half years now. And please know that it is rare that a mastermind lasts as long as it has. And we are two and a half years deep. So if you do not have a peer group that you meet with regularly, that should be your first breakthrough is to go find people, one person, two people. In the Zoom world, and the virtual world, it's so easy. Our mastermind is actually international. Yes. Australia, we have Canada, we're, you know, East Coast, West Coast. And it it actually was one of the things during the pandemic that I know I can definitely say kept me sane, was to know um, that at least once a month and during the height of the pandemic, we even went to every other week, just making sure we were connecting. Yes. Right connecting because now when you are forced to isolate, even if you are an introvert, it's very different than making the decision to remain isolated from people. So thank you for that. So um, my breakthrough, I'm going to actually take us back to May of 2019. (laughs) And uh, at the time I was working in an administrative role inside the hospital. I work as a registered nurse. And prior to that, I worked in accounting. I've been in healthcare my entire post-collegiate career. And It was a really rough time for me because I was having a lot of difficulties at my job where I was getting treated poorly, publicly, privately, just way below what my standard was. And this was then ended up being coupled with the passing of my father. Now, just to date back to, to January of 2019, when my father had what ended up being the second trauma that would eventually lead to his death. And I was sitting bedside trying to figure out why I had left direct nursing care so quickly. Well, the universe was listening. And I'll share that because now, May 2019, I'm having the worst time in my professional career, then my dad passes away. And where you would think a family member passing away would be what was causing me the most stress it was, and it was my job. Yeah. And I was crying every single day I had to go to work. And then I became angry because I felt that the time that I should be grieving my dad was stolen from me. And I know that the language I'm using is very colorful right now because that's the way I felt. So meaning that looking back now, I have different insight regarding that. And so it just became worse and worse. And then what really started to make me even angrier than that was how comfortable I became that I tolerated this behavior, this poor behavior in my environment for so long. And so now fast forward, fast forward now to July, and I'm actually looking to fill a position. Uh, I was working as an administrative director and I type in the word navigator into our system to see if the position had been filled and up popped nurse navigator. And it was for the breast center and the director was a woman who was an intern when I worked bedside in the recovery room. And right after I saw it, I walked outside and I saw my friend who now works in the breast center as a nurse practitioner, who I worked with when I was bedside. And suddenly everything just started to fall into place. And what a nurse navigator does is a nurse navigator, right after patients are diagnosed with breast cancer, they help the patient navigate the journey. Mm -hmm. So navigate the physical side, the logistic side, and then the emotional and psychosocial side. And if there was ever a position that was made for me and made for the nurse and the woman that I was in 2019 and still continue to be now, it was that. Yes. And the reason why it was a breakthrough for me is because in the past, I would have completely tolerated poor behavior Because that's how it goes. And how many of you have heard that? Well, that's just the way that person is. Yes. Right. And being in an environment, well, this is what you signed up for. Is anybody else hearing some familiar (laughs) phrases? I did. Already know. Sign up to be abused. (laughs) Correct. I didn't sign up to be abused. I didn't sign up to be publicly humiliated. I, I signed up to be your defense. And given what I had accomplished, that also got to me because I was in a great position. I had pleasure working with so many teams and launching programs that were recognized across the United States, recognized globally.
0: Yes.
1: And so to have what they perceived as one mistake as a, this big black mark on my record, when I full well knew the mm-hmm. the gifts I had to give, I was like, are y'all kidding me now? And I, and I definitely had explicatives. I know Marty has shared with you that some F-bombs will drop.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it happens in the podcast world. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, so so now fast forward and we're going back and forth. And it was pretty awesome because um for those of you who do not live in the United States, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I accepted the job at the end of October. It was such a long and I had said to my boss prior to this, I go, my well being, my emotional well being is being threatened right now. Yeah. What is someone else besides me doing about that? And granted, you have to participate in your own rescue. Mm-hmm. Yes, you without do. Without it out. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a Tonyism. And <laughs> at the same time, there is a level of expectation. That when you share with people that they're gonna find some way. Well, I rescued my own damn self. Yeah, and so I ended up that I I gave like a week and a half notice. I was given that caveat, which I do not recommend you do. <laughs> you know, whenever you give notice, it's usually uh, standard to give the um, the same amount of vacation that you have. And because of the how the toxicity of the situation, I got to pass. And then I was going to India. Uh, the day after my last day, which was amazing. I was invited to provide RN support. And as time went on, what I began to realize was that now that the toxicity was gone, so this was the first breakthrough. Now that the toxicity was gone, the reason why I wasn't experiencing grief was because I honestly didn't have it. My (laughs) dad and I had such a complete relationship That while I will always miss my dad, I call him my papa bear, (laughs) it was his time to go. He went on his own terms. And honestly, the last thing that he ever said, one of the last things he ever said to me was, Nan, I'm so grateful for everything you've done for me. Oh, that's sweet. Right. And that's a gift that nobody can take away. Yes. He got to pass away in his own bed, sleeping next to the love of his life, which is my mom. Yeah. And, you know, my parents and I live together and I, my mom's like, I think he's, I think he's not breathing. And I just walked in and I'm like, all right, dad. I'm like, I know you're not there, but I'm a CPR instructor. So I got to put my hands on your chest. I was doing CPR on a bed, which if you don't know, CPR on a bed is c- completely ineffective. <laughs> <was a> little <laughs> when, bouncing around. <laughs> correct. Like he was just basically bouncing up and down. And my dad was six, 250 pounds. Like you could just imagine. And when I pulled the pillow out of his head, from the orthopedic, from the trauma that he had on a spine in 2017, his neck was already in rigor. And yeah, I started to think about it and don't get me wrong. There are days where the off times, the moments that would be just hours really tug at my heartstrings. And it, it we are actually 10 days out from his two year anniversary. Yes. And at the same time, and God bless Marty, who drove all the way from Boston <laughs> to come be with me. I, I I love you, period. And especially for that. That was breakthrough number one was because the two times that my dad's death was imminent was traumatic. And yeah. so I always envisioned that when my dad passed away, I would be a hot mess that would be inconsolable. And the fact was that when I looked at him with such peace, Yes. In his eyes and love in his heart. It was a release. He let go and he let God. And so again, that's just a gift that nobody can take away. Yes. And we got to do a beautiful tribute for him. So now fast forward to the P word, the <laughs> pandemic, and I'm <laughs> in my new job at November, 2019. And three and a half months later, I am deployed to help manage COVID in the community. Mm-hmm. I've never done primary care ever as a nurse. So got tossed back into the deep end. And the blessing was that I was from this very seat that I'm sitting at right now. This is how I made an impact on a global pandemic. And however, because of my critical care background, my colleagues and I who were on this hotline were harboring a lot of guilt yeah. because we're the put me in coach type of people, you know, right. to get us at the front lines. That's where we belong. And so with another entrepreneurship group, you know, we were talking on the phone and they said, what's one thing you have to release? We were talking and I said, the guilt. And what I realized this was the second breakthrough was I was where I belonged because I, one of my superpowers is to have people feel that they are heard and seen. And even if you're doing it through a phone, um, speaking to COVID patients every single day, the fear was real. Oh, yes. 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 Right. And Marty, you were in the field. I was you were working it. with people. Yes. In the hospital. Yeah. Right. And they're scared to go to the hospital. They're scared not to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They're scared because their normal care team is not even open. And yes. a woman told me the story and you could tell she wasn't going to necessarily share it with just anybody. And it turned out that one, someone in her office had COVID and they didn't share. Oh, Two, her mom is in a nursing home. I think it was her stepdad was in a nursing home. She couldn't go see him because she wasn't sure how she was feeling. And then the third person in her life was her sister who had stage four brain tumors. And they were so big, they couldn't operate on them because in Queens, so I'm from Queens County and we were the epicenter of the epicenter. New York City was the epicenter and two hospitals, mine and one in Elmhurst. We were just popping at the seams. And so it they turned around and they said, we're only gonna do life-threatening surgeries. And they didn't consider her surgery life threatening. So her tumors were pressing on her brain and she couldn't Ooh. speak. Oh. And this woman just started crying and I could tell, I've I've heard that. It was a cry of release. Yeah. It was a cry that someone's like, I finally can tell somebody and not have someone say back to me, oh, you should be happy you're not sick. You should be happy you're not dead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so it was the breakthrough that because my teams and my collective critical care experience afforded us the opportunity to be another level of care. And had I still been in the hospital, I would have probably been in the ICU. I would have been exposed and God bless all of my friends who did that. And we still needed that extra layer that I was able to help provide with the team for a year. It was a yeah. solid year. And so that's the, you know, the first breakthrough is standing up for myself. The second breakthrough is, you know, realizing that I had peace where my dad was concerned that no one stole my grief. There was no grief to steal, yes. which is really beautiful. And I still miss him. I miss his fist bumps. <laughs> I miss texting him, you know, the normal stuff. And I can't even imagine if if he would have passed away during COVID, how altered my experience would have been because he wouldn't have been able to have a proper send-off. Yes, yes, you know? yeah, the send-offs are weird. Right, and the third breakthrough is just, you are in the right place at the right time, even if it doesn't feel like it, because- Yes, yes. it'll right. make sense later. <laughs> it'll make sense later. You know, I definitely look back. I also realized how much when I was telling the story about my poor treatment at work, it was connecting me with people. And I didn't mean to have the secondary gain. And one day I sat back and I'm like, I really got to just stop telling people because everybody's like, they're becoming my hype people. And all we're doing is just getting me angrier that I was treated so poorly. Yes. And from the perspective that you will never know this until it happens, but my biggest breakdown ended up leading to my biggest breakthrough.
0: Yes, and that's typically how it is. I mean, sometimes you have to hit the wall for it to it to happen, but it'll right. it, it'll come. Right, and
1: you know, thinking about it now, you know, another thing Tony talks about is the science of achievement, achievement, and the art of fulfillment. Yes, I am living that right now. I'm in i I'm in a job where. I am totally helping people. I'm, I'm in, I'm in a hybrid role. I do have clinical direct clinical experience. I've just finally started talking to patients again with breast cancer, but thinking about all the patients that we impacted through the pandemic, how it impacted me. What did I learn about myself? What it, what was I able to do even in the Tony world? Tony went virtual. Yes. Marty, you saved as well. And we were able to reach and connect with people who would never who could either never be there or who, who, with whom we would have never connected because when you're in a live environment, it's so big.
0: Yes. And Tony was able to have even bigger events because of the virtual world.
1: Right. And Amazing. think about that, you know, the virtual, I mean, I know a lot of people are probably sick of Zoom. I, I have my feelings and, and part of it is, you know, going back to the mastermind that Marty talked about that we still have. That's why Zoom didn't feel so odd to me. Yes, because yeah. we were international. Okay, we're meeting on Zoom. Okay, sure. We've been doing it. Got it. Yep, I can
0: do this. <laughs> it's just different when there's a few hundred people in the Zoom room.
1: <laughs> right when there's a few hundred people and the chat is on crack, not real crack. People don't worry. Tony does not advocate I can't keep drugs. <laughs> but get a Zoom room of three hundred people, and like great, they're all connecting, and you know, just your eyes are fluttering.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah, it is hard to keep track of that chat as it flies right by. <laughs> and you were able to transition from crew to senior leader. So congratulations. That's yes, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And and I absolutely
1: love it because I know for some people, crew is how they're going to serve. Um, yes. I'm going to give a big shout out to my friend, Kat Torres. We recently reconnected. Kat was actually the person she and I connected at Chipotle. And then after the, after the big process on, you'll have to go to UPW. This is not, this is not an advertisement for Tony Robbins. However, if you have the opportunity to attend a UPW, we highly recommend you do it. There's yes. this deep, deep, deep process on the third day and you'll have to go and find out. I don't want to give that up. Nope. And in, and in an arena, 15,000 people, I opened my eyes and cats right in front of me and we had just connected at Chipotle. And <laughs> you know, that's another thing is that's another reason why you want to get around a peer group because people either come into your life for a season, you know, or for a lifetime and to be in this environment. And Kat and I spoke and Kat's like, crew is for me. I'm awesome. You know, for me, beautiful. I, I wanted to serve on a different level. So that's the way I went. And I believe, you know, when you look at Tony Robbins, he truly appreciates, how we've had to level up as leaders, because when you are not in a live environment, your connection skills have to be on point.
0: Yes, yes, they do. and it's and it's amazing. I've served as crew um, member on on some events, and it's amazing how people will connect with you, just knowing that you're on the team, Tony. And you have to have that being able to like type or give the eye contact or something. And it's amazing how the group will come together if they're concerned about a participant. And like they'll private message you and like, you know, this person doesn't seem seem like they're doing okay with this. And it's great, you know, it's just right. humanity. And,
1: and I think it, I'm going to shout out Marty here because Marty, I think after that first time you crewed, You were applying for events that you wouldn't usually be able to crew at, and they're like, "Let's do this." So it's a great environment where if you have high skills, connection, logistics, you're going to be in a place and where I know, at least for me, I'm like, "How is this going to work? We're on Zoom. How can we really connect?" And again, like Marty said, you will connect with the people you need to connect with, and and also too, when you pace and lead. The participants are connecting in a way with each other that they wouldn't usually do, especially at a UPW in a big stadium and some of, other, some of Tony's other events. Even when you're on a team, you still can't connect with everybody. It's impossible.
0: Yes. When you're in
1: a Zoom room together, that's it. Everybody's there. And it's, it's amazing to think that, I mean, I, I started my Tony journey in 2017, July, and I was coming in thinking I couldn't change at all. right this was who I was going to be and I was oh you know I was like all right I'm a pretty good version of myself you know I was proud of the things I accomplished and to think of you know that coming in and that was also a year and a half into my active journey of personal development and it's just been it's been level up and it's been you know it's either a blessing or a lesson and when you're in the middle of it you are not looking for the lesson (laughs) at all (laughs) it, it will get downloaded (laughs) <laughs> correct it's going to get downloaded put it in there i mean one thing tony talks about is what else does this mean and if we have time i just wanted to share a quick story oh absolutely go for it yeah so um when my father had his first trauma he fell and fractured his spine in four places and then 3 weeks later he threw a massive blood clot in his lungs so he threw a massive pulmonary emboli and he threw it in a place where like the blood goes from the heart to the lungs to get oxygen so and what happened was he was in rehab. He hated it. He lied to come home. We had to get him readmitted and yes. he just, he just wasn't himself. And yeah. he was in the hospital and he was like ordering me around. And that was never my dad, you know, not yeah. that he wouldn't ask for help, but he was never like, do this, do that, do this. And he said, okay, well, when I come to the hospital, you're going to drive me everywhere. I'm like, who my Jeeves? <laughs> And he and Jeeves, just for those of you who don't know who Jeeves is, Jeeves was the limo driver and driving Miss Daisy. Yes. So we would kid around with that all the time. And he goes, haven't I been good to you your whole life? And I'm like, there it is. There's the expectation. And never, ever, 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 ever. Let me say one more ever. Did either of my parents ever ask for something in return for any of the love or anything they did for me? So it completely shocked me. And we were brawling. And my dad and I were very much the same personality. So not that we didn't fight. But yes. he was never ungrateful. So now fast forward to December, you know, because this is November and we're at Date with Destiny and there's a process that happens on the second day. And Tony talked about, well, what else could this mean? Yeah. And when my dad threw that blood clot, he was in the emergency room and they were trying to transfer him so he could get a drug through his arteries versus through his veins and we yeah. did do it at where I worked. And they're like, if he de- decompensates, we're going to give it. And I'm in the ER and nobody's listening to me. And because of course traumas are coming in and I'm like, it's go time. And I just left and I walked upstairs and I'm like, this is, this is what I've been pre-gaming for my entire life yeah. is to save my dad. And then thinking back to when my dad said, haven't I been good to you? It was because I basically said to him that when I was going to Florida, there was gonna be no contact and he got scared. Yeah. Yeah. And the very next day, so that was day two of the six day event. I woke up and I, and at that point it was like, again, the, that release of tears. Yes. I wasn't sobbing. It was just, everything was coming out of me because I just made this beautiful space, having this new understanding of what that meant. My dad wasn't trying to say, I've done this for you, do it for me. He didn't know how to express that he was scared Yes, that I wasn't because even though my brother and my mom were very involved, I'm the captain of the ship when it comes to healthcare. And so when I texted him the next morning and said, thank you so much for understanding why I needed to be fully present here. About two minutes later, he wrote back. He's like, you got it. I can't wait till you get home to tell me. And it was from then on. And even when my dad came home, there were two weeks where he was intubated and he was sedated. Yeah, I was just talking about this with my colleagues. He was angry my dad was very cerebral and he didn't like that. There were two weeks of his life. He didn't know what happened. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And I said to him, I said, you let me know when you're ready. I didn't tell him not to be angry. I said, when you're ready, I'll fill in whatever blanks you want. And it was great to see my dad, like in 2018, have this beautiful year. Cause yeah. he was just allowed to be him. And, you know, and, and again, I went back and I'm like, this is why I became a nurse to, to have moments like this. You know, my dad took care of me my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and so to be able to just pay it back. And and again, some of his last words were, Nan, I'm so grateful for everything you've done for me. I don't, I, there's, I don't, there's nobody who could ever take that away from me. Yes.
0: So not yes, that anybody's beautiful. Yeah. So and you're, you're back in the breast cancer center. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you said your role is hybrid. So are you on like the computer half the time doing a zoom calls or are you seeing patients? Yes. So, so we do have patients who come
1: in the office now. And also sometimes there are phone calls because one of the pieces is after people are done with their active treatment, which is surgery, chemo, radiation, whatever combination um, we give them a plan, which sums all that up, including the emotional and psychosocial. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they either may not be able to stay after their appointment or they complete their treatment, their active treatment, and they aren't gonna be back in the office within the time period in which we should be giving it to them. So, and then this past week, what my colleague was out. So I had to, you know, I got thrown right back in. And then the, the hybrid role is we also have certification as a breast center. So I get to bring that side of me in and, you know, we just went through the survey. And again, I come in at nine, I leave at five.
0: Yes. And I Doesn't crank one nice. in there
1: and, you know, and then this also, because I have a lot of fulfillment, you know, I achieve and I fulfill there. I can do a lot of fun things outside of work. Yes, you know, I, I also teach Zumba. I teach CPR. I have a network marketing business. I'm currently, you know, potentially, hopefully going to start business coaching. So I get to do a lot of other things and I don't have that burden of being dissatisfied
0: with what yeah. I'm doing professionally. And that's, that is a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, again, it sounds so silly to think, but I never thought I would be here. And now I'm here. I'm like, why did I wait so long?
0: Yes. Um, yes. But you know, and, timing. And time, you have to realize is, correct. that that is what you need to do.
1: Correct. The, the journey that I was on has brought me to this exact moment. And while some of the moments I would love to say I'm not grateful for, I, I, i I mean, I say I'm grateful for every moment. I have an appreciation for some yes. and grateful that I also too when I was not comfortable had the ability to pivot. I know people don't like that word pivot. Whatever word you want, you know, you get what you tolerate.
0: Yes, exactly. I was thinking that when you were when you were talking about the previous job and it's like yeah, if you and sometimes it comes to a, a precipice where okay, I, I this is not going to happen anymore. Right. And the other person isn't going to change and yeah. Right. And, you know,
1: at the end of the day, I know, I know my strengths. I know where I had shortcomings. I know what I've achieved and I, what I truly believe is the universe heard me in January of 2019 and it made me so damn uncomfortable. I had no choice but to move.
0: Yes. And yes. it was,
1: and even now you see me and people are like, you just look so light. I'm like, cause I'm happy what I do. I'm yes. impacting. I'm back to patient care. I can bring in my hybrid, I can bring in my administrative stuff with a director who appreciates it. You know, it's it's very different, right? It's amazing (laughs) that I have to be like, wow, I'm being appreciated. Like, shouldn't that be the rule and not the exception? And it does exist out there. It completely does exist. And also learning, you know, all the while, while I'm here about myself and that even again, at this point in my career, I'm still growing and changing is that's a gift to be able to be able to rotate so much and now bring it all in. And if I win lotto, I'm out of there. I can't say I'm not. (laughs) I'm being honest.
0: You know, people want to be bored. I'm like, hell
1: no, I am not bored
0: when I'm not at work. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you need to fulfill your life with with things that bring meaning, enjoyment.
1: Right. And, And if you're not there now, what are you doing to get there?
0: Right, exactly. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you for, for, for your time. I really appreciate it. And is there anything else that you were, you were thinking that you wanted to, to talk about? Yeah, I
1: mean, the only thing I can say is that, you know, one of the things I came up with, and, and I know people don't like the word hustle, but, <laughs> you know, I look at it this way, is that you want to work so hard that when opportunities show up, you are either the first person or the only person that someone thinks about when mm-hmm. these things come up. And every day, you don't, you don't have to consistently be changing. However, if you are not happy, yes. that should not be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. with something that you can change. Sometimes situations, family situations, you can't always move them around. What can you move around? What is one or two things you might be able to do
0: differently or view differently? Right. Because it, it yes, because it may not always be the situation and the meaning that other people give, whatever the situation is, may not be the same as you. Correct. And, and
1: you may take a step back sometimes and be like, wait a minute, hold on. Let me, you know, look at it through different eyes. Yes. And honestly, take your, it takes victories, clap, celebrate. And again, uh, I guess my biggest takeaway is get yourself into a peer group that is going to love you, that is going to challenge you, that's going to hold you accountable, that you can't wait to speak to, you know, and that's also flexible because life happens. I mean, just this week, our mastermind was supposed to meet and I was just unbelievably exhausted. I connected with a friend I hadn't seen in a while and we have our group and and that's what you want to be around because it doesn't mean you can't have other people in your life. If you're looking right. to level up, you have to be with people who, even if they are not, I have a couple of friends who personal development is not their thing, but I'm their thing. Yes. And they celebrate me and they want to be around me. So I don't just have peer groups here. I have peer groups outside. Right. And it's unbelievable that even though they don't have interest in the Tony world, they're like, Oh great. Oh my God. You're a senior leader. That's so exciting. Like they celebrate what I would like to celebrate. And that's the
0: people you should have around you. And if they're not, you bless and release.
1: take yes. a step back and go from there.
0: And sometimes just the energy that an individual has, they're attracted to, and it's not the content, but you have the energy that, and it's going to be something about the way you say something that may give them a nugget that they can, just run with and move right. forward with. Right. And nuggets, just
1: being an ear, how can I best support you? Yes. Right. When we're going through this situation, because when everything was going out, my dad, I attended a Tony event three weeks later and I had a breakdown and yes. I was outside and my friend was like, your dad's always with you. I'm like, I can't send a text message to heaven. I'm like, I just need to miss him physically. And that's been what's most important to me is even saying to me, how can I best support you? because certain situations you may or may not know and i am now in the, the habit of asking that because yes. maybe the person doesn't know or maybe what i perceive that i would want is not what that person would want
0: right and i think that is so true for any of us in in any situation whether we've all been through something or not it's just whatever your your taste is right yeah. very good well thank you nancy
1: Thank you so much, Marty. And thank you to everyone who listened in. I hope something, you know, Marty and I discussed today just causes you to either have a breakthrough of your own or start asking yourself some questions and get you on the journey.
0: Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough with Marty. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. If you have not already subscribed, please subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast player for questions comments or suggestions for future guests you can find me here at martygarlic.com thank you again for listening